You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today, so let's get to it. A little Formula One. We're going to start off with Formula One here. We are fans of Formula One. Track and field, the world championships happened. A little NBA news, a little NFL news, and, man, just something else on live golf. But first, a Formula One where uh, this past Sunday, Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, got into second place, got on the podium here uh, in the French uh, Grand Prix. Uh, he actually, and there's a, a Formula One rule in where you have to let allow the alternate driver to participate in a qualifying round and sir lewis hamilton actually allowed for that to happen uh and so thus did not uh, participate in the qualifying round um, but he did ultimately came up in second place let me just say this fans now whether it's, it's too late for Sir Lewis Hamilton to win and make up the difference point difference to become world champion for the eighth time, which in my opinion should be the ninth time. Mm -hmm. Sir Lewis Hamilton has really stuck it out this season in where his car was not up to par at the beginning of the season. And now he is starting to get on the podium. Uh, he, this is his fifth podium, uh, which allows him to accumulate even more points. So, man, this was just an interesting race. Uh, his 300th race, and that is with 103 wins and seven world championships, should be eight world championships. And so I just have to say that what a mark here for his 300th race. Uh, and that ranks way up there, man. Um, we'll see where he goes from here on out um, on his Formula One racing career. I mean, there's speculations about him retiring and or him going into going to a new um, racing family other than Mercedes. We'll see what happens, but man, what an accomplishment for 300 races in Formula One uh, to be uh, dubbed seven-time world champion, uh, should be eight. Um, and so what a an achievement. What say you, Danny? Got that momentum going now. Mm -hmm. uh, Russell, his other Mercedes teammate, took third. Mm -hmm. Max Verstappen took first. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things now where you can see he's he's more confident in what he's driving. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of questions. It was like week to week, there is something else going on with the car. 
or the tires or the engine. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now I think there's some consistency and he's starting to roll. He, now I think this is where he has to get some of those first places. He's moving mm-hmm. his way up. He's He's been in third, third. Now he got his second place. Now he needs that first place to uh, accumulate those points. So a lot of time still left in the season. And we'll see what happens uh, next week and mm-hmm. weeks coming up to see if he can start getting some of those first place uh, finishes. And now, Danny, on to uh, track and field and where the world championships actually happened this past week uh, and weekend. And, man, just what an excellent showing by the uh, USA champions, excuse me, USA track and field team. They've been dubbed, according to teamusa.org, and where Team USA concludes most successful World Athletics Championship ever. What an excellent showing and showcase by Team USA. And, man, we have some young athletes who are doing big things, Danny, Mm -hmm. doing big things. There are just a lot of events that stood out to me um in all and it was just something else to really behold the women's 400 meter hurdles man i mean McLaughlin, she still amazes me man this continues to break her own world records mm-hmm. meet after meet after meet man What's she, what is she going to do next? Now, after during her interview, she indicated that her and her coach, uh, Bob Kersey, Hall of Fame coach Bob Kersey, will have to basically discuss what's the next event. It may not be the 400 hurdles. It may be just a 400 where she, mm-hmm. man, just had a smashing anchor leg in the 4x4, four four, the 1,600-meter relay, man. I mm-hmm. mean, mind-boggling. So... I'm really intrigued to see what she's going to do next uh, event wise. Uh, I mean, there's just been just so many events, man. I mean, whether it's the 200 men's finals, just the whole meet Mm -hmm. uh, itself. And it was good that it was on U.S. soil um, and out in Oregon uh, and all great fast track. And I'm really interested to see what's going to happen in the uh olympics here i mean you have allison felix who may have run her, her last race uh perform uh and then you had the likes of uh the jamaican teams getting at times second place third place mm-hmm. not necessarily getting first place so the usa is really starting to battle things out here man so it's really good to see the next generation of athletes not only here in the U.S., but also uh, globally, really kind of step up here. I mean, you had, uh, and I forgot her first name escapes me, uh, excuse me, Athene Mew, who won the 800, the women's 800. Mm-hmm. I mean, really come through and shine, man. Like I mentioned Sydney McLaughlin. But, it, man, this it was just awesome seeing this next generation of athletes really go for it yeah, uh, and everything. What say you, Danny? Yeah, Jay, I happened to run into this because I didn't even know it was on NBC. And I saw it, I was, I was glued every, after I found it on NBC. 
And I'll tell you one thing, man, in the relays with the USA women, for what they did to hold off Jamaica, man. their handoffs were so crisp. And you compare that to the men's team, where the men's team, their handoffs were not crisp, which cost them mm-hmm. first place. As always. It was tough to watch because the men's they ran their legs fast, mm-hmm. but those handoffs were off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because we ran into that in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if they can get those handoffs ready for 2024, they'll be in good shape because all their legs were money. It was just those handoffs cost them. So it was an exciting week and some change to watch some Olympic type action, if you want to call it that, because top athletes were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that women's four by one relay was off the chain. And like you said, with the younger talent, the way like on the anchor leg, the way USA held off Jamaica, because that girl in Jamaica came out of nowhere. Oh man, she was walking her down. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, uh oh. Who's in there talking? Somebody get walked down. Yell at the TV, do not look at the board. Just go. Just go. <laughs> Cause she was on her tail and she she pulled it out by I think it was seven hundredths of a second. Yeah. Yep. So all in all, great event. It's just good to have some action in the uh summertime but i'll be interested in seeing what the tv ratings and everything uh were mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens and now a little bit of nba news here danny this thing with katie is starting to get out of control man <laughs> <laughs> all this news all the buzz surrounding him possibly being traded. Now the Celtics are involved here where they may be offering Jalen Brown for Katie. I don't know, Danny. I, I just think Boston was right there in the finals. They they now have Brogdon. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get over the hump here. I don't know about Katie for Jalen Brown. Just because Jalen, man, when you think about who actually showed up in the finals? Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown showed up for the finals. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. I don't know if I would want to necessarily give that up. Give him up. Mm-hmm. Got the experience. You know, knows what to improve upon. Uh, I'm thinking I'm keeping Jalen Brown. What say you, Danny? I agree, Jay. I just look at Durant's getting older. And the offer was Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a first-round pick, which the Nets said they wanted also Marcus Smart in the deal. So that's why they uh, nixed the deal. But I'm looking at, all right, you're younger. Why do you want to get older? You already did the Kyrie experiment. Why mess up the chemistry? Jalen Brown's a better defender. He's younger. Derek White played great minutes for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I see why the Nets, you know, they're trying to get the biggest haul they can for KD. So I would, you know, they're trying to max value, but at the same time, from the Boston standpoint, why even bring that into your locker room being fresh off the NBA finals? Come on, man. Because I don't think KD is that piece. They need a point guard, which they address with Brockton. It doesn't surprise me anything. Nothing surprises you with the NBA or any pro sports when something mm-hmm. like this comes out, but. At the same time, like Boston, you're that close to the NBA Finals. 
to winning the NBA Finals. And truth be told, next year, I look at Milwaukee as the only team at this point in time that would prohibit them making the finals again mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on current uh, team layouts and everything like that, or team makeups. So why rock the boat? And they, and Jalen Brown already feels spited, I think, mm-hmm. yep. with the whole Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then with the contract, when he first didn't get his contract. So there's always kind of a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Why even enhance it with something like this? So we'll, we'll see how this all shakes out and if anything comes of it, but stay as you are and make another run at it with the team you have. Well, it has been enhanced significantly for Jalen Brown because <laughs> let me just say, it feels like he probably feels I'm not wanted. Yep. For KD, I mean, KD's going to have a few, he's probably going to have about another three years left, but mm-hmm. Man, they have a young body, a young soldier who now has a lot of experience in the NBA Finals to give that up, man. I mean. And man. on the defensive end, too. Yeah. KD's not a defender like well, that anymore. I, well, yeah, yeah I, that's I, true. That's Jaylen true. Jalen Brown's I mean, a way better defender, in my opinion. I would KD. say with KD, he can defend – well, this is pre-injury. So pre-injury, he yes. was actually guarding the five, not mm-hmm. full game, but you know, he would he would guard them. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, Jalen Brown's better defender. Uh yeah, I agree with you there. So we'll, we'll see, see what happens, Danny. <laughs> Let's see. This this KD story is gonna be it's gonna happen and go through the rest of the summer, quite honestly. Yep. I don't think he's gonna get traded. I think it's gonna be to a point where him and Kyrie just gonna have to stick it out because nobody wants Kyrie like that. Um, I don't think it's gonna work, you know, for the Lakers to get him. And KD, I think is going to just have to stick it out. Mm-hmm. I think the Nets are gonna want too much for KD, so I, I think it, it'll be one of those where they have to stick it out. Yep. And now onto some football news here uh, before training camp opens up. And Julio Jones signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, I, I, won't, I never saw that coming. Um, but here it is, Julio Jones going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Julio Jones, the Falcons' career leader in catches with 848. Catches yards twelve thousand eight hundred ninety six, and a second to Roddy White, uh, in touchdown receptions sixty three. It is says here, according to ESPN, his ninety one point nine receiving yards per game is the best per game average in NFL history, and so he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and where uh, since twenty fourteen, uh, Evans. Uh, he's led the NFL in touchdown catches 75. So, man, that duo is going to be something interesting to see if we see it full season. Yes. Because we all know Julio Jones has an act for not being able to play a full season. Uh, last year he played, if I'm not mistaken, 10 games for the Tennessee Titans. 
And uh, yeah, we'll just see what happens, man. I, I think this is going to be an interesting move here, uh, especially with some of the injuries that has happened to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver uh, Godwin, who had an ACL, Chris Godwin, who had a uh, torn ACL uh, late in the season. So this may be one of those, this filling the gap, filling the void until Godwin potentially can come back. Um, and uh, but also we don't know what's going to happen with Gronk, so maybe mm-hmm. Julio kind of helps with that. But again, this is on the heels of Julio possibly only playing uh, a few games out of the season. What say you, Danny? It's tough to see, Jason. It's tough to see <laughs> my boy go to Tampa, but it makes sense. They need the insurance policy, he wants a ring. I was thinking he was going to go to Indianapolis mm-hmm. to join Matt Ryan because I think he would have a bigger role there. And maybe that's not even important to him anymore. He's just trying to get the ring. And being in the NFC versus the AFC, where the AFC is a gauntlet, where <laughs> it's just teams upon teams battling for the Super Bowl versus in the NFC, there's a few teams mm-hmm. that kind of stand out. And Tampa Bay is one of them. So I, as long as he didn't go to New Orleans, I was happy. Because here with New Orleans, I would have lost it. But with him going to Tampa, still, still painful, but it makes sense for him. I wish him all the best. And we'll see, because those hamstrings, man, have costing him a number of games, those soft t- tissue injuries that he's – it depends, too, when Godwin comes back, how much they're going to really use Julio. But mm-hmm. from a decoy perspective, to have Julio as your possibly your third receiver. And they also picked up Russell Gage from Atlanta. So it's not like they're asking a lot of Julio um, as the season goes on, once mm-hmm. Godwin comes back. But, man, that receiving core is going to be nasty if they can be on the field together. Straight nasty, man. Straight nasty. In other NFL news, uh, Kyler Murray signs a massive five-year, $230.5 million contract extension with the Arizona Cardinals. But what's been getting most of the press here, honestly, has been a stipulation in his contract and where he has to actually study film four hours, at least four hours per week at home. Uh, Danny, this is just... <laughs> Four hours? Come on, man. Kyler Murray, what you doing, man? What else are you doing to have a, a an organization, a franchise, to put that stipulation in your contract? I, I don't know, but that screams to me. I don't know, man. It screams to me that you're good, but you're not good enough. You're better than what's potentially out there we know you you're better than the unknown mm-hmm. but we still want you to study at least four hours i mean if you want to be great man if you want to be great i, I would say ask dan marino how many hours he studied john elway how many hours he studied or tom brady mm-hmm. how many hours does he study aaron Rodgers. How many hours do you study? I mean, I'll be curious to know how many hours they these greats actually study per week. 
compared to this four hours. And I think that's setting the bar, honestly, kind of low, uh, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Uh, but, hey, it is what it is. What say you, Danny? Jason, this one was very interesting to see in the news because we had never – I haven't seen anything ever like this. <laughs> You've heard of people, you know, first in, first out. Yep come to practice, leave practice and go kick it or whatever. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was never something in a contract that at least we haven't been privy to mm-hmm. where this is your craft. This is why we're paying you all this money. Got to put the time in and it's hard to say because Kyler Murray, his game, he's so quick and he improvises a lot. I don't know if some of that's gotten him out of, it's kind of like, he, I'm, I'm going to say this, Mike Vick. Mike Vick was that same way where he wasn't studying, but he was so dang talented, he could get away with it. But once things kind of progressed, it it exposed them. So for them to put this in, they're trying to catch this right now and have him put the work in because they're right there too from an uh, NFC perspective. Mm -hmm. They can smell it, but that performance they put on in the playoffs last year, Mm-mm. exactly so no bueno <laughs> <laughs> and so there has to be some things going on behind the scenes where is they had to do it and i'm curious to see how he reacts are we going to see a different kyler murray not immediately but like when you get getting later into the season mm-hmm. is his play going to change is he going to make different reads he doesn't throw a lot of picks and things, but his feet bail him out on a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. This is one of those things where we'll see how it plays out because there's a lot of money riding on this and that stipulation. If he doesn't um, fulfill it, his contract can be voided. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of gray area. So I'm curious too how they're monitoring this to prove <laughs> what he's doing. So if I'm him, I'm up in there just knocking that four out real quick in, in their eyes and knock and get on the way, get on my way. I mean, that's like literally one hour per day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on, man. You kidding me? <laughs> we'll see what happens. And now Danny on to uh, live golf, which is in the news once again. Uh, there's a new headline here that Live Golf uh, is looking to expand to 14 tournaments with $405 million in total purses in 2023. So Live Golf is actually increasing the number of events. But what also was in the news, Danny, was Charles Barkley on Dan Patrick's show indicating that, hey, he's had dinner with Greg Norman. He's setting a deadline of Thursday, this Thursday, tomorrow, uh, for Live Golf to offer him, you know, potentially $60 million to bolt from TNT to go over to Live Golf and probably commentate, et cetera. Danny, this is something interesting, man. Yeah, for $60 million, and we all love Charles Barkley and the TNT crew, Kenny, Shaq, Charles, and Ernie, man, but... Charles is like a hey, $60 million. Hey, we, I might need a boat. What say you, Danny? Live golf is at it again. <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to poach everybody. 
And hey, if you're gonna do it, man, you might as well do it big. I look at this though, Jason. This is back in the '90s. For any wrestling fans, you had the WWE, and then all of a sudden WCW came around, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. all the stars, paying all the big money, and then all of a sudden that well ran dry. Mm-hmm. WCW folded, and everyone tried to get back in WWE. So. I'm curious on Live Golf if they're going to have this steady income stream to be paying all these golfers these absorbent amount of contracts and now offering Charles Barkley that amount of money. It would be sad to see because I want to see that TNT crew stay together mm-hmm. for our Thursday night and you can get in the playoffs and everything. But mm-hmm. if Bar- and Barkley, like you said, made it known, hey, I, I got to consider it. But how long will this live golf sustain is the question. Financially, financially, I should say, because they're paying a ton of money to all these golfers. And then, like you said, offering this to Barkley, how long can they sustain this? I think they'll be able to sustain it for a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's coming from, um, if I'm not mistaken, one of the funds um, that, um, that they have, so I think it may be sustained. And plus, they're they've poached some of the great golfers in the world. Yes. So have. I think they're gonna have to work out the streaming capabilities, the aspect there, and probably some you know getting some sponsorships. But mm-hmm. they may have some issues getting sponsors too here in the states, based upon obviously the issues from a human rights perspective. Um. But also what's interesting, too, is a lot of their tournaments are actually going to be played on uh, former President Trump's golf courses. So with the controversy, obviously, with former President Trump, I wonder just how much fans would actually show up. A lot of issues, but it's not an issue with these golfers taking the money. Because they say, well, the United States are continuing to, you know, do deals with Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's the geopolitical political side of it. We'll see how this plays out, man. No pun intended, but man. <laughs> <laughs> 60 million versus 20 million. That's a, high, a hypothetical number that Dan Patrick came up and Charles Barkley indicated, well, you, you're in a ballpark. So Dan Patrick put out the 60 million out there and Charles didn't blink. He was like, well, yeah. uh." (laughs) So we'll see what happens, how this plays out. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.